right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an all new episode of 30 on Broadway coming to you. Should, should we call us 30 on Broadway after dark? Yes, this is most definitely 30 on Broadway after dark. Coming to you on a rain soaked, very wet, very sir, evening. Sir, what you said after dark. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus. Hey. Every time, so every so often, Mother Nature got to get a little wet. What are you talking about? Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> um, Listen, I am a professional now. I can't speak like this. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why Chris laughs at that is because of how well he knows me. <laughs> I, um, oh, dear. So okay, I so, have a little. I have a little more sense than that. the The new season is rapidly approaching. I know. I can't wait. Two weeks. I'm there's there's not forward. a lot to talk about tonight, but we wanted to kind of jump into our format uh, yeah. and dive into some stuff that's going on. Um, so, so first, you say that Mother Nature's wet. Now you're saying we're diving into stuff. We're not like so. Yeah, man. Not not even a little bit of foreplay. We're just gonna dive right in. I, I'm just thinking about it, and I was like, I was thinking today, and see, now I know why you have two kids because you're just diving right into it. There's, there's no there's no foreplay involved. Now I understand why you have two kids. Wow. You you, you just dive right in. No foreplay. That has no, nothing no. to do. Oh Jesus. No, you, you're missing. You, never mind. Okay. I I know where you're going no, with okay. it. I'm right, choosing right. to not play along. You- you opened the door to that, so don't, 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 don't get mad at me. Don't get For, salty. Foreplay has nothing to do with it. I mean, the, if you that's... if you if you just jump right in, then yeah, you're gonna, you know, it ain't gonna take much. Nobody said nothing about just jumping right in, but anyways, you, you literally just said, "Let's dive in." We're gonna jump. I'm right talking in. about the podcast. What you talking I, about? Never mind. You missed the connection. Never. Mind. Oh, I didn't uh, miss the connection. Geez. I know where you're going with it, and oh, I am God. not opening that door any further. Why not? You said it's it's thirty on Broadway after dark. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I meant that we're recording at like ten thirty p.m. on Friday evening. We are. And because I just got home from work, and you've been doing whatever. I was working today. Thankfully, working from home. There you go. So I didn't have to deal with all this nonsense. I didn't have to be in the city, which could have potentially, if it was next I was week or say, week you... after. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh, God. Go in for, yeah, that that would have been a fun oh, train to get on the train and get out. I didn't know you brought a, you bought a canoe. That's cool. Since you were planning on going to New York. Did you see, like, like, did you see some of the pictures today of new york and everything i did i did i saw the pictures um i have talked to people oh you, you have know, sauces sort i have sources sauces? Um, okay. the sauces that i have in the can't city confer- can't confirm can't confirm <laughs> <laughs> fucking rain today <laughs> um no so i hope you know if you're listening to the podcast and whatnot if you're like in brooklyn specific, specifically i think brooklyn's been like the hardest hit Yep. Um, but if Spread you're out, love, it's the Brooklyn way. If you're out in the Brooklyn area, um, you know, or just dealing with the nonsense of 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 all this, the rain is horrendous. Up by me, the the river has like crest the bank, I guess, or whatever. So 
I got a little bit of seepage coming through my basement, but nothing, nothing I too have bad. Seepage coming through. Yeah, man, you go that like so. So my I, house. So my there, house. There, I know there's multiple ways you could have said that. Little, you just picked like the most ridiculous I know. one. I know. My house is my house was built in 1870 or whatever. Um, Damn, that bitch is old. A little bit of a little bit of story time here, and I have an old. I have an old base. I don't have a concrete floor in my base. I have a dirt floor. Uh, nice. I have old field stone walls. It's an. It's a. It looks like a dungeon down there. Uh, oh, really, there's no reason oh, to go. Uh, oh my! Really, God. there's no reason to go down there. <laughs> um, there's an old coal oh. fire stove. <laughs> it looks like a pizza oven. Uh, my furnace is down there. The water heater, all the pl- piping, plumbing, heating, and all that stuff, and whatever. But other than that, you're not doing anything. You can't turn it into like a man cave. I can't turn it into anything. It's not like livable space. So, anyways, the back corner of my house where I have where the most water collects and whatever that section of the wall like there's literally a rectangle and you could just see the water just coming through the stone so i'll have some work ahead of me uh to get that cleaned up but i've been you know yeah watching the videos and things and seeing the people in their apartments and whatnot and the water pouring through that sucks it's just a shitty thing because you can't do anything what are you gonna do it's not like you've got a leaky pipe or or something happens and you got to fix it you're you're basically at its mercy like here right now it, it's 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 a effing downpour outside still and what are you gonna do you, you gotta just kind of wait it out and hope for the best so um if you're listening to it and you've been affected you know we we hope things uh you know hopefully the next couple of days it'll clear out it's supposed to be really nice weather after tomorrow afternoon on the way out and that'll you know kind of help a little bit but yeah it kind of sucks this goes to uh, just to just to perfectly sum it up. You can't trust a bitch named Ophelia. There you go. <laughs> oh god! But it was bad enough that it canceled the game at the IBS Arena. I love how you call it IBS. I, I, I got to uh, tell you, I, I love how you call it IBS. Totally not its name. Absolutely one thousand percent incorrect. I know it's UBS, but know, IBS you, is just funny. I know you just you say you just say it every single time. You never miss a beat. It's fantastic. No, it's just that's my thing. It's it's my thing, and I'm sticking with it. Uh, Go but, ahead, Romeo. Do your thing. It was enough to <laughs> look at that thing. It was enough to cancel the game tonight. So we didn't really. We were going to talk about the game partially and kind of recap preseason. Obviously, look the the regular season still a couple of weeks away. There's not a whole lot going on. I, I for one, myself, am not a big person on the preseason. I don't put a lot of stock into it. I don't really. Chris, Chris like, loves preseason in any sport. Oh, my God, that's all he can talk about. He gets so amped when somebody brings up preseason to him. And he's such a degenerate gambler now that he, like, he bets on preseason. Oh, my God, that's ridiculous. If you do that, (laughs) that, the Michael Jordan meme is for you. Okay. (laughs) Stop. Get some help. Get some help. Oh man. Damn no. fool. But or you they could go the other way on you. They could be like Michael Jordan and say, I don't have a gambling problem. I have yeah. I have a competition problem. Or you could say, fuck them kids. That does not apply anywhere. I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. Like, <laughs> know it doesn't. Oh Jesus. What is happening? So 
I I don't I don't really care about the preseason. I don't put a lot into it. I liar. I always, if I watch the games, I always, and I talked about this, I think last year or whatnot, or we've talked about this before. I always look at the preseason on an individual basis. And there's two things that I want to talk about with tonight. Well, actually, maybe three things, but. Um, well, make up your mind. Is it two or three? The two, the two things right out the gate. Well, one, one will be a carryover. The third thing will be a carryover from our last episode. Uh, we, we might, and look again, it's preseason. I, I think you need to give this some time, but we may come to quickly regret the draft pick of Lafreniere. I think that oh, I, I already regret it, but not for the reason that you're about to say. No, I, I just. And, it, and see, people are going to take this in a very bad way. I already know. I already know that I, people are going to come for you. I am starting to believe that the Rangers look. We got a lottery pick in a year that we probably, you know, the chances of us getting that lottery pick were so slim. We end up getting it. We may have just drawn the straw. You know, the the luck may have run dry at that point because I honestly are you, are you pulling the Brian Burke card right now on me? No, I I honestly feel that we got the first overall pick and probably the worst batch of the last like three or four first overall pick choices. I I. Is I, he- I is he closer to Nell Yakupov than he is to Jack Hughes? Absolutely. Oh, thousand percent. Not even okay. close. Right. It's not even close. But, but here's the thing, though, and this is why I can't fault the Rangers on the pick the same way I can't fault them for the Kako pick. They were the consensus picks in both their drafts in that spot. Like, and I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, Byfield, Byfield." Listen, Byfield ain't lighting it up either. The, no. And the only other one who the Rangers could have taken, you could have made an argument for, but they would have got roasted by everybody at the time is if they took Stutzla at number one, which they weren't doing. It was either Lafreniere or Byfield. And part of the problem is with Lafreniere, and I think this is a big issue, and I don't think it gets talked about enough, he doesn't have a good hockey IQ amongst his physical issues of his skating. Well, his he's not a, he's not a, he's team. not a very intelligent player. Like if you watch the preseason game against the devils and in the third period, there were about two or three plays where the puck just died with him. It just stopped instead of him. Make, like there's one play. I, I distinctly remember he, he was coming down the left side and he, he has the puck and he stops and he tries dropping it back to the blue line and throws the puck out of the zone. Instead of trying to get the puck deep, he went the complete other way and it cost the Rangers a zone entry. It, it's just little stuff like that with him that he does on a consistent basis. That's going to hold him back. Yeah. And, and I look at, you know, I think it was, what, what was their first preseason game on Tuesday or no, their first preseason game was against Boston. It was on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday against Boston. And I actually thought there were there were moments in that game, even though I know they got they got blanked. But again, it's it's the overall game. I don't care. Uh there were sequences on the power play where he was on the power play unit, and I think it was him, um, 
I believe it. Don't quote me on this 100%, but I think Cooley was on that group and then Jones. And I liked the puck movement. They they looked to be, you know, the puck was always going to Lafreniere and he seemed to be kind of trying to drive the play and drive towards the net. Haven't really seen that since. He doesn't do it five on five. Again, and again, it's like, I, I'm trying to stress this. It's the preseason, but my this whole thing, the preseason. My whole thing with the preseason is is the individual performances. I've seen a hell of a lot more out of a guy who I don't think has any business being on the Rangers roster opening day than I have on a guy that needs to be a key figure on the roster come opening day. And that's where I'm drawing the red flags. I have... I, I said it last night. It, it really, it really, Ranger fans need to take a deep breath and they need to potentially start accepting the reality that Alexi Lafreniere just isn't good. And, and look, it's a bitter pill to swallow. It really is a bitter pill to swallow because a lot of the rebuild is dependent upon his success. Uh, you know, a lot of success for the Rangers is dependent upon which way Lafreniere goes. Look, I, I, I think Kako will be okay. I, I have no issues in thinking that Kako Kako, Kapo Kako can be. I actually just called him Kako Kako. I he's, like, he's looked much better. He's looked much better. Like, it's yeah. not even close. It's not I mean, the, th- the thing is with him is just he has to translate it to the regular season. Right. But, I, I've seen more growth in Kako's game than I have in Lafreniere's. And that, that's the scary part. Because Kako... Because Lafreniere was supposed to be the the better player, the bigger cornerstone than Kako. Like, people literally... And this is where this is also where I get I get annoyed with a lot of people, too. People like to throw around the term generational. Now that's the new elite. Yeah, like, and it's a it's the wrong nine times out of ten. It's used in the wrong context. Yeah, like I all I heard was, "Oh, Alexi Lafreniere is a generational talent." He's this not. Guy, he, he's not. Shop for generational talent. No, shut up, you dumb bitch. Okay. <laughs> I hope that gets picked up by the mic. I really hope that gets picked up in the background noise. But if it doesn't, I just I have to repeat this. If it doesn't, and if it did, I'm sorry that I'm repeating this. But Nick literally just said, um, you know, talking about Alexei, a generational talent, and his Alexa picked up on the on the Alexa part. It said, "Do you want me to shop for generational talent?" And it goes. <laughs> Obviously, you heard what Nick said, and Alexa was just like, "Okay." <laughs> oh man! But no, this is this is one of the things, and I, and I don't and like stats or stats and whatnot. So you, you can't, you know, I'm not going to dive into the advanced stats and shit on a preseason game. But I just look at the I look at the track time. Lafreniere in the Devil game had one of the, he was one of like three forwards, I think that had north of 18 minutes of ice time. Uh, in that, he had one He had one shot on goal versus 
a guy like Brzezinski, who again, Brzezinski's not on the Ranger. Like, this isn't saying, look, ooh, Lafreniere versus Brzezinski. But like, Brzezinski played 15 minutes. He had five shots on goal. I noticed him a lot more. I mean, I know, I know there's a problem. I noticed laugh too, but I noticed him for all the wrong reasons. You know, Will Cooley was, was more noticeable. Brendan Othman, a guy who I, 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 I opened the segment with. He's standing out to me and he's doing a lot more, but he has no business being on the Rangers roster unless he, like we talked about last week, he forces the Rangers hand. And I was kind of my third topic was basically going to be the way I see it is this is this is what I see happening. Okay. Laviolette either finds a breakthrough with Laugh and they get it going. Him and the coaching staff, you know, Pekka and 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 company, they get him going. And we sit back and we just say it was preseason, blah, 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 nonsense, whatever. Just kind of well, get going. You can't chalk his stuff up to being just you can't. Oh no, I agree. Is, I don't disagree is, with you. This is this is this is now, it's not like it's a blip on the radar. This is becoming a really bad trend for him to break. Oh, right? no, I don't I don't disagree, but let me let me finish. Otherwise, this is going to go south by midseason at late at the latest. And if you have a guy like Offman that's going to light it up and dominate Hartford as I would project he would or should. Not trying to put too much on on the kid because we tend to do that way too often, but all the signs kind of point to that. If he like if he lights it up, he should be playing first run, line right wing, and Kako should be on the second, or he should be on the second line, and Kako should be on the top. Line. And that's where you know you kind of wonder, all right, like is that what's going to force the Rangers' hand, basically? Uh, and it's it's kind of going to be one of those interesting storylines that we're going to play through. So that's kind of why I wanted to do the podcast because there's really no other reason to do the podcast because it's just it's it's like whatever. But and there, then the, wor- there's- the worst the worst part is about laugh is that if you try and trade him, you're going to get pennies on the dollar. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's a reclamation project it, at that point. This is. This is like his his star has fallen. So, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, he was the wrong pick. He was the wrong pick." It was like, no, his draft year, everybody had him as the consensus first overall. And if you say you didn't, then you're a liar. Well, and it's also like the people that say, "Oh, well, you know, Jack Hughes went to the Devils and we got Kako." Well, uh, Jack, Jack uh, Hughes was the first hello. overall pick. You know, that's kind of <laughs> like, how that goes, right? Like you, you knew all along the Devils were taking Jack Hughes. You know, yeah, did we have the whole Kako, you know, oversell and overhype and all that nonsense? Or what? All right, whatever. I don't, I don't think it was overhype on Kako. But, like, there, there is, and you see it, and you saw it, you see it in the preseason. He, he's got a lethal shot. He does, and he's a, he's, if, you know, if he develops his frame a bit more, he's, he controls, he can control the puck really well. He, you know, he at, at best. Puck. He could be a poor man's version of Peter Forsberg or Yager with the way his body control is with which, the puck, which would be perfectly fine. Oh, perfectly but, fine. I mean, and, and look, I'm not saying that he's going to be, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer. What I'm saying is it, his ceiling is that he could be a really good 25, 30 goal scorer, you know, and also a he honestly he could be a Selkie finalist because he is very defensively responsible. 
and his board work is fantastic. He goes in, he wins puck battles one-on-one, even though his skating is not the best. And you know what? If his skating can get a little bit better with his puck control and his ability with his hands, all he needs is that confidence. And I think this is a guy who you could see, you know, I, I really do. I believe in my heart he could be a Selkie fight. He could be the next Mark Stone. Yeah, I mean, he could be. Yeah, and that would be, and that would be, that'd be great. Um, but there's a lot of things that remain to be seen, and I'm curious. Like my thing was, all eyes for me for the preseason was Lafreniere. That that to me was all eyes on him, and we'll kind of see how it continues to play out. Um, I think Will Cooley's outplayed him. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. But Will Cooley's a different player. Like Will Cooley to me is Oh, he's a different player, but still That's a guy. Will, you're not expecting every, Will Cooley to be your top 6 forward. But he's a guy who's kind of like Okay, he's not Tom Wilson, but he could be like he could be potentially hopefully if he get if, you know, depending how things are. I look at him kind of like as a Milan Lucic type. Maybe not the... Just not the frame, but yeah, the same kind of like agitating. Yes. But I also like that with Othman too. Like you saw Othman too, he mixes it up. Like he's not. And and I think that's a big, I think that's a big piece. And that's the one thing I will say to Lafreniere's credit. Lafreniere has that with him, has that in him. It's just the skating and the follow through and the scoring touch and a lot of the other things that you're kind of like, okay, when's it going to come together? And that's kind of where we're standing right now. Um, also, by the way, my 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 pick for Eric Gustafson to be six D over Zach Jones looking pretty good right now. Yeah, Gustafson's look pretty good. You know, I I think I'm I'm curious to see how that kind of all plays out too. I thought against the Devils, he was probably he was honestly one of our best defense. It, it, he, he was might have, like. He he's he's played really really well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I agree. I like I what I've done. seen. I think he's looked really good. Uh, the Rangers did trim their training camp roster down. Now they've they've cut it down to thirty five players. Uh, one of the notable depth signings that they brought in, Riley Nash, was sent to Hartford. Um, so that's one of the guys that Drury kind of signed in the offseason as a depth piece. Is, has been has been cut down. Um, so he's going to Hartford. One of the things that that I wanted to ask you. And this is my my only kind of thing that we could parlay into two for roughing segment of the podcast. But do you think the Rangers get twenty to twenty two games out of a backup goalie this season? Combined, yes. Out of one backup goalie, no. <laughs> and do you think any of that twenty two games is a mar is a area of success for the Rangers like we've had in years past. No, I see this kind of like the Andre Pavlik season. Yeah, it's it's kind of looking like that, right? Like that's yeah. kind of the vibe I'm getting off of it. Um I think the experience of Jonathan Quick, you can't you can't question it. I mean, three time Stanley Cup champion, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh but Boy, oh boy, the game. I think the game's gone. Like, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, and then, spicy, and then you're gonna... spicy pork roll and broccoli over there is. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird, like, they really kind of short-sided that spot. 
and I think and I can't, I think they kind of were in a position where they kind of didn't have much of a choice. But I'm really annoyed that they didn't keep Yarrow. Yeah, I thought after Yarrow, after his early struggles, I thought Yarrow settled in just fine and was really was really good. And that's it's going to be. I'm curious to see. I mean, if there's a guy that could shoulder a load, it would probably be Igor. Um, but I don't you, want I don't want Igor playing. You can't have Igor playing sixty fucking games, sixty no, seven games. You can't have Igor playing sixty games. Igor with and his can't give with away his, with his injury history and this division this year. You know, you know, New Jersey is going to be good. The Islanders should be better. Pittsburgh, everyone's sucking them off because you know they got old man Carlson, and I love Eric Carlson. I always have, but. Eric Carlson and Chris Letang, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. Yeah, but really, the only team in the Metro that you could probably write off is the Flyers. I, I and, feel, and, and maybe I, the Caps. And maybe the Caps. I feel pretty confident writing off Columbus. But but I think Columbus is going to be kind of pesky. I think they're going to be like an Arizona Coyote, just annoying. Not, and they're going not, to be... th- not this year. Not with everything that just happened with Babcock. That team is... That team is dun, 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 well, yeah, and that's dun, and that, dun, dun. that is one of the things that I want to talk about the two for roughing the two for roughing segment is is Babcock, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's the, the the Metro is just such a tough division that throwing a question mark up for twenty to twenty two or twenty five games is is scary, and that, and that's going to be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. This ain't Henrik Lundqvist that would say play me sixty five or seventy, and I'm fine. Yeah, no, you're not getting it. You're not getting that. You're not getting that in today's NHL anyway. Uh, all right. Now, part of our new scheduling format is towards the end of our episodes, we're going to transition into what is called the two for roughing segment. Now, two for roughing is like the OG podcast for Nick and myself and among others that have been involved with us over the years. Uh, two for roughing was basically like what, like the first, like that in New York, New York hockey internet radio or something, whatever the hell it was, NIHR, whatever the acronym it was, was. It was, yep. yep. So what we're gonna do every every week, we're gonna do like a short segment on general NHL hockey whatnot, and we're gonna kick it off this week. So our two for roughing segment this week is there is a tie to the Rangers. But I don't know if you saw the contract because there's always been a lot of talk about this because Zuccarello was set to become a free agent at the end of the season. Oh my god! Enough already with him. <laughs> I, I, like I love I love Zook. I do. I really do. This fan base has to you know let go. He's gone. Like you, you know, it's not it's not quite the the ex who's you know. Who doesn't want to talk to you anymore? But it's over. He's not coming back. Like, so he signs. No, I agree. And Matt Zuccarello was one of my favorite Rangers. Matt Zuccarello was was hands down one, of, and I think he was one of just about everybody's because he was the he was for a, a a stretch of time when he was here. He was kind of like the heartbeat of the team. He he was a better version of Adam Graves and a more skilled Adam Graves. I'll put it that way. He, I'll be um, nice about it. He'll have this will be his fifth year in Minnesota. God, He's got God. yeah, yeah. Fifth year in Minnesota. He signs a two year extension for eight point two five million. Good for him. Kudos to him. 
he's been dynamic with Kap- Kaprizov. I mean, he's as, as been, you with his playmaking ability. Yeah, and he's had great years with with Minnesota. He's actually had career years. Um, I think both. I think both his his two seasons with Minnesota are the best. The last two seasons, I think, are the best that he's had in the NHL uh, in his career overall. Uh, healthy, and you know, kudos to him. I love Matt Sukarov. Great, I, I greatest also, player to ever come out of Norway. You know. <laughs> But, um, you know, his career in Minnesota will take him almost as long as he has been a Ranger. So his career is basically Rangers and Minnesota with a blip of Dallas in the middle there. I was going to say, don't you discount the Dallas Stars? The Dallas Stars were really short-sighted for letting him, for not bringing him back. I think that was a big mistake on their part, but that's neither here. Yeah, they've kind of been trying to replace him since. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned Babcock. I, I just want to say this because we didn't record over the summer and we didn't record. I don't think we were recording at all when they hired him. What the hell were they thinking? Um, they weren't. In what world did did JD and Yarrow sit there and go, knowing the track record of Babcock, unless you they mean, completely. You mean Yarmo. Yarmo. Unless they completely discredited like the Mitch Marner situation and all the stuff that's come on and, and the, the players from the Red Wings that have come out and said stuff about them, you know, completely just discredited and said, you know what, we're in the middle of a teardown, re- or not even really a teardown, but we're in the middle of a rejuvenation, rebuild. We're going to bring in the guy that no one, no one would say is a good idea. We're gonna. We we gave we gave our you know we gave our former coach who you know burned out and fizzed out after Tortorella. We gave him a very short leash, and now we're gonna turn the wheels over to developing our talent to Mike Babcock. And boy, oh boy, how that has gone! It's just it's just wild to me. Just absolutely it, it, wild it, it, and moronical. It, 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 it's it's what made me laugh when Ranger fans were like, after we fired Galan, go hire my Babcock. No, thank you. I'm good. If I was if I was the owner of the Blue Jackets, I I have it's, it's honestly it's honestly a fireable offense. I I have everyone in that front office on the hot seat this season. But see, here's the whole thing though the the owner signed off on it. I know, but and, that's and that's one of those. Me, you're telling me that the owner. The guy who spends millions upon millions of dollars, you're telling me that he he is not an independent free thinker enough to be like, hey, I've heard stuff about Mike Babcock. This is probably a bad idea. But what do they say about good owners in sports? Unless you're like a Ted, a Ted Leonsis with the Capitals and certain sports owners, certain sports owners. But what do they usually say? No, I mean, hands off is one thing, but you're the guy who's signing the checks. I know. Things I know. have to go past you. Like and here's the thing: these guys make millions upon millions and billions of dollars in whatever other business mm-hmm. ventures they have to even yeah. afford a sports team. And you're telling me they're not smart enough to be like, "Yeah, this is a bad idea. Let's stay away from this I, one." I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, maybe that was a conversation that was brought up, and maybe JD and Yarmo went to bat and spoke. And if that's, you know, and then you you trust your guys. I think JD is held in such tremendous regard in Columbus that maybe he's, you know, 
and and I don't know. I don't know the situation out there. I have no idea. So I don't want to speculate and say, well, JD vouched for him. I'm not going to say that. But if if I'm an owner and I have a guy as as well respected as JD and and a general manager who has been around as long as Yarmo has and has been, you know, in his role. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to let I'm going to rely heavily on what they say. Now if it backfires and it backfires the way this did, now I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be like, "Huh. What's my problem here?" And and that's where I I think it's it's going to be an interesting kind of way the things play out in Columbus, but I just I don't know what the hell they were thinking. When when they hired him, I'm sitting there going, "This is the last place that well, they, they probably a thought guy they like Babcock away. should get hired. They probably thought they could get away with it because it's Columbus. It's a small market. Like he, it wouldn't have worked in New York. Yeah, but all the it youth would, on that team, it made no sense. It, it no just, sense at all. I mean, it made no sense to hire him in the first place, just based off his reputation. But you know, all right. <laughs> last two things, and then we're done. Uh, Tampa Bay or cap circumventors again. No, I, I think I think Vasilevsky's back injury it's, does this. Somebody, speaking of somebody with a back injury, it's. Uh, I know. I'm just. I'm just joking. I'm just being a, a dumbass. But does speaking this help of keep Steven Stamkos, no. Speaking and not only that, but speaking of not having a backup. Yeah, Tampa may not make the playoffs. <laughs> no, I disagree. Tampa's got enough talent and enough skill up front. They're a team that can overcome. So so goaltending for two months, as crazy as that is to say, they'd have they, to come right back roaring out of the gate once Vassy's back between the play, which is possible. I mean, it's yeah, more than possible. Uh, T- Tampa Bay will make the playoffs. I, I do they still is it still Brian Elliott at their? I have no idea. I don't even know who the hell their backup is. <laughs> it's right, just last, it's going to be an interesting role there, and then one, the whole, got, and then you have the whole Stephen Stamco situation, which is a whole yeah. other thing. We got five minutes left. It's really one. weird, but all right. Last thing, TikTok. Have you seen, and I don't know if you saw this, Nick, but did you see, and actually this is probably going to get Nick triggered, Markstrom's new mask. Oh, God, why? What is it? It is a tribute to Johnny Cash. (sighs) It looks phenomenal. It was a start to finish. um, Let me see if I can pull up the. Well, the the one thing about Johnny Cash is he did, he he shot a man in an arena just to watch him die. (laughs) He did, you know. And that's after um, his mama told him to be a good boy and never play with guns. <laughs> I gotta tell, I gotta tell you, that line is one of the coldest lines in music history. It is. Here's a cold. It was a, here's a the like, the lyrics and the that was that like that line is so badass. Like I love that line. Always it's, be um, a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. Well, I shot a man in Reno. Just to watch him die, yeah, it's fucked up. It's a great, it's a great line. It's fucked up, man. But the the artist, uh, formerly goes, known, oh, oh, no, Jordan Bourgeau. Oh. I think I'm saying that right. Maybe I'm not, but probably not. Knowing it's you on on that. TikTok, it was an it's an absolutely phenomenal looking mask, and I I just sent it to you. I'll but have to. I will have to take a look. It's an absolutely phenomenal looking looking bucket, and that is one of the things that, like, as a goalie myself, I think is one of the most awesome things is is a helmet that is, like, the 
he actually does a video from start to finish, shows the entire process of masking it off, drawing it, you know, layering it. It's a lot of work. It's It's insane. Like, I never could do, I couldn't do it with, I don't know how people airbrush. I have no idea. And as a person that, like, does art and does stuff like that, I have nothing. I can airbrush and it looks like a splattered, splotty shit stain. It's terrible. I just, I can't. That's how we're going to end this episode. I can't do it. So, All all right. Last, uh, all right, Ranger. What, when's the next Ranger game going to be? Tomorrow night now, or Saturday, Saturday night? Saturday, the Saturday remake, night. The, the re, the uh, the, the remake redo. of the postponed uh, yep. IBS game. Yep. Uh, outdoor game tickets supposedly for Ranger fans will become available in the next couple of weeks. I think it's the first two weeks of October or something. I don't know. I'm waiting for you to tell me when I owe you money. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta. I'm waiting for the, uh, I'm waiting for my ticket rep to, to answer, uh, to send out the code. Uh, again, if you are looking for Rangers tickets, I have a select limited amount of games still left. Hashtag Chris has them. Just DM if you DM the Thirty on Broadway Twitter account, um, we'll get you. We'll get. We can get you tickets, and there's no fees. You don't have to worry about the Ticketmaster BS. You don't have to worry about trying to do. Nick's, you know, box office blitz and hey, don't don't hate on the box. I office never hated. Blitz. I didn't hate on that, it. That shit got us. Some I think. I think too many people started playing that shit. But that's neither here nor there. I know. Uh, other than that, we will see you guys next time. Hasta la vista, baby.